strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raider. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! So I ran into an assistant coach today of the Arizona Cardinals, Ron Wolfley. Really? Cited the Packers' situation right now, their situation, and I said, you know what, uh, how about your takeaway on Green Bay? And he, he paused. And you know with these assistant coaches, and you're about 24 hours from kickoff, you never quite know what sort of mood or mindset they're in. And I braced as he paused, and he said, and I quote loosely, that I coached in that division for a number of years, and I don't care who they have on the field, <laughs> as long as they have number 12, look out. Yep. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, here's the thing. As much as Aaron Rodgers might think he owns the Chicago Bears, and having won, what now, 23 of the last 28 against the Chicago Bears, he can shout it out. And you know what? It's well, he back. told them. He told them, Paul, yeah, that he owned right. them, of yeah. course. Yeah, I own you. I still own you. <laughs> right. And then he, uh, you know, he made the, the he weight said belt. said that emphatically, Paul. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, uh, do the Arizona Cardinals not own Aaron Rodgers at State Farm Stadium in games that matter. True or false? Um, yeah, Paul, I think we'd have to say true on that one right there, although there there have been some great games over at State Farm Stadium that included Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. In fact, in fact, if you're wondering about the absence of Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and who he's going to have, you know, Marcus Valdez, Scalding and all this, just remember what he did for the career of Jeff Janis. <laughs> remember <laughs> what he turned Jeff Janis into the last time we saw him in a game that mattered, the 2015 epic playoff game that went overtime. What's your point, though, Paul? The point is that the coach is right. He's absolutely right. As long as you have Aaron Rodgers, doesn't matter if you've never heard of any of the other guys you're going to get a game, and you're getting an epic game. In fact, the best combined win percentage for a Thursday night game this late in the season ever. Ron Wolfley, the 7-0 Arizona Cardinals, trying for the best start in team history if they can improve to 8-0, a team that goes back to 1898, against the Green Bay Packers tomorrow night. The roof is going to be open, so you know what? The game plan, open up a can. Yeah, Polly, no doubt about it. This is going to be a good game. I really do believe that. I, I'm feeling, I, I'm very, very confident the Arizona Cardinals are going to win the game. I, I really Whoa. am. And, Paul, okay. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not making a prediction or anything else. I, I'm looking at some cold, hard facts in front of me right now. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, there's no doubt about it. He still has Randall Cobb to throw the ball. He still has his tight end, Robert Tunyon, right, to throw the ball to. He still has Aaron Jones the leading receiver that is left right now when you take away Devontae Adams. He still has Aaron Jones to not only throw the ball, but 
hand the ball off to, obviously. I think the Packers are going to come out. I think they're going to give the Arizona Cardinals everything they got. I just don't think, Paul, it's enough. I don't. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, you heard the interview after the win against Houston with Isaiah Simmons, and I started asking him about this matchup on Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and he literally cut me off mid-question, probably because I was long-winded. I deserved it. Of course. And he, and he said the words, were juiced, and then he repeated it, were juiced. So you figure the Cardinals are going to come out as such, unlike how they came out against Houston, and that was the question to Kyler Murray this week on that slow start where after one quarter you trailed 2 nothing against the Texans. No, I wasn't too concerned. It was, I don't know why, you know, maybe came out a little lax. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't really speak on it. I just know got to be better, you know, faster because get beat. You know, if you, if you come out too slow sometimes, you, you may not be able to catch up. So uh, for the most part, offensively, I think, you know, we, we can be a lot better. Christian Kirk said the same thing this week to the media that, you know, and yeah, maybe the intensity, the urgency wasn't quite there, the energy out of the gate. I don't think that's going to be a problem tomorrow night in prime time. No, I think you're right on that, Polly. By the way, you know, you do NFL research from time to time. Isn't that right, Paul? You do it from time to time, of course. I'm being set up. Let, let me just tell you right now, Polly. I did a little NFL research myself. Can I here we this go. to a you flex. right here, Paul? This is a big flex. Kyler Murray is the fourth quarterback since the 1970 merger to start and win each of his team's first seven games of a season and have a 70-plus completion percentage over the course of those seven games. The fourth ever. Since. The fourth, Paulie, okay. ever. Super Think era. about that. Okay. Since 1970, since the merger of each of these previous quarterbacks, you want to guess who the three were before him, Paul? Uh, well, let's oh, see. I'm just going to tell you. Tom Brady, Paul, Peyton Manning, and Aaron Rodgers. Hello. <laughs> There's a lot of MVP awards between those three guys. You've got to be kidding me right now. Kyler Murray is doing something right now that those three quarterbacks did. That is big time. The fact that Wolf is that prepped up, I mean, uh, you did defy the doubters, Wolf. You were ready to go for the Thursday night broadcast. A lot of people didn't think you could do it on a short week. Obviously, <laughs> the research is already there. The hay is in the barn. <laughs> The Arizona Cardinals, I hope, are as prepared as you. Paulie, are you ready for something else about Kyler Murray? Oh, You're no. the one that okay. played the Kyler Murray cut right there, right? Yeah. You were playing Kyler Murray. How about this, Paul? This is a next-gen stat. Here's the next-gen <laughs> stat of the game from last week. Who'd they play last week, Paulie? Well, if played... you've been out like three days with COVID, is that how you, you were able to do all this research? How did you get all this research? <laughs> Paulie, research it's a already? short week. You've got to okay. prep when you can. Go. They, they played yeah. the Texans, of course, Paulie. Sunday was Kyler Kyler Murray's first career game in which he threw three touchdown passes off of play action fakes. Oh, really? Paulie. Well, let me tell you right now that that might be a little foreshadowing as to what we may talk about when the Arizona Cardinals have the ball, Paul. There, there, there are two players that the Arizona Cardinals and only two players they cannot afford to lose. So for everyone who's not there and who's coming and look the good news is Chandler Jones is coming back. We'll get into that. Zach Allen is coming back. That's part of the news of the week. We'll see about Corey Peters. You know, he was declared out on game day in Cleveland. Maybe he'll show up on game day tomorrow night against Green Bay. I don't know, but the two players you can't afford to lose in this game in particular, obviously Kyler Murray your quarterback. Number 2 would be Jordan Hicks cuz it's Jordan Hicks against Aaron Rodgers. Oh boy. Every time Green Bay has the ball. And 
And look, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now on this show. Well, if you can take the powers in the NFC and what separates them is the Cardinals defense, which right now is the number one scoring defense in the NFL. And the national media types who are in town right now, although Steve Weish is always on it. We've had him on the Big Red Rage before, but there are other network types who are who are here and. There's going to be a lot of buzz, and they're sort of learning about the Cardinals, maybe through osmosis and maybe a delayed reaction to some of what the Cardinals have been doing. Here's what stands out to Steve Weich about the Cardinals and their balance. After what this defense continues to do, this might be the most balanced team in the NFL, record aside, the way that they are playing, and then adding a piece like Ertz to it, I think this Arizona team is built for the long haul because the offensive weapons, the schemes, and what Vance Joseph and that defense is doing – and people better start talking about Marcus Golden, the other outside linebacker, edge rusher. He is getting it done for defense that's loaded with talent. Well, second straight game, they pitched a shutout in the second half. Here's the thing, Wolf. Okay, yes, Dalvin Cook. We remember what Dalvin Cook did against the Arizona Cardinals. In particular, he had seven runs of 10 yards or more. Yeah. Those two words that really equate to a four-letter word in the Cardinals' defensive meeting rooms, gap integrity. <laughs> now, When you look at this team, Vance Joseph, the first person he brought up when talking about Aaron Jones in the run game, Dalvin Cook. That sort of back who can hit the hole in an instant, just a micro blur. He's slippery. He gets to that second level. He's a cutback runner. He's not a power runner. And listening to Vance Joseph this week, those are the kind of running backs that give the Cardinals defense more problems than any. And I wonder, I wonder, okay, how equipped are the Cardinals with their gap integrity? How improved are they versus week two? Because that was a problem, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Paulie. But at the same time, you know, it's amazing because the Arizona Cardinals, the one weakness I see from top to bottom is their rush defense from time to time. Speaking of that Minnesota game with Dalvin Cook, that first half was absolutely brutal to watch. And we've seen it from time to time as well, where that box just is not stuffing the run. It's just not doing it. Unless, of course, you're the Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland Browns, which happen to be two of the best teams running the football in the football universe. And they shut those two teams down. Listen, here's the great thing about this so far. The best trend going forward collectively for the Arizona Cardinals is the fact that their offense has always been Super Bowl caliber. Would you agree with that, Paul? Totally agree. Like, That's we, we, fact. We, we always knew they were going to be Super Bowl caliber because of the talent that is on that offense right there. But what makes them a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, is their defense and how well that defense is playing. That's what makes them a contender. Well, one of the leading tacklers on that defense, and some of his play has been breathtaking, Isaiah Simmons. Mm. And when we talked to him after the win against the Houston Texans, he cited his defensive coordinator. These calls that he's given us, he's putting us in phenomenal position, you know, allowing our playmakers to, to flourish and make the plays that they should be making. And, you know, that that's just great. Just being able to to let different players with different type of skill sets shine in this defense. Um, you see it all over. Vance, he's doing a great job. Um, we got to give all. We got to give our credit to him. This and kid is a, becoming one of my favorite players, oh, Paul. I'm just telling you right well, now. What were you going to say? You were going to no, say something. Well, you no, know, on Isaiah Simmons, you're absolutely right. He will look you right in the eye. He will answer your questions thoughtfully in a very intelligent manner. I mean, he's every bit as good an interview almost as he is a, a player. But as far as Vance Joseph goes, remember what he told us on game plan two weeks ago when he filled in for Cliff Kingsbury, who was on the COVID list, right? Remember what he said about after the Cleveland game, you never would have known the Cardinals won that game 
based on the reaction of the defensive assistants. And the way they went at players, the way they uh, <laughs> microscopically analyzed the film. Then remember what Cliff Kingsbury told us this week on his TV show, that he was a bear to deal with while he was out with COVID because he was looking at the practice film last week and he was unloading on the assistants telling him, no, 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 this is not what I want. And then to hear Jordan Hicks saying, you know what, we play to our standard. And there's certain things that might look good to you, not to us. We correct it in the locker room. Boy, Polly. It's that accountability that you keep hearing from both the coaches and the team leaders that is such a remarkable difference from last year. There's no doubt about it, Polly. Did, did you get all your notes out? Did you get your notes out right there, Paul? Did you get your <laughs> statements out that you wanted to say? I, I just tell you right now that this team, um, the best thing about it, uh, this is no fluke. This is a team that is led by a bunch of veteran players. The leadership that is going on inside of that locker room, the accountability that is happening inside that locker room. It's not only the talent that the Arizona Cardinals have, Paul, it's the toughness. By the way, Game Plan airs 6.30 tonight on 12 News. And speaking of Cardinals content, Episode 5 of Cardinals Folktales, entitled The Coin That Didn't Flip, premieres tonight, 7 o'clock, on the Cardinals' YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash azcardinals. That's a look at the 2015 NFL Divisional Game against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Also an original podcast, wherever you get your podcast debuts tonight. We continue with The Big Red Rage. First down on the 47, drops back to throw, lobs it far side, Earth with the catch in the 30, loose to the 20, far side 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Zach Ertz, 47 yards, becomes the first player ever to have touchdown catches in consecutive games for two different teams. The newest member of the Cardinals may have just put this one out of reach. 23 to 5. Boy, that is a big time explosive play by the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals. Wow, Passion Wolf, they're all over it. Wolf just with his mind-bending stats to start this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, and I didn't realize, I guess in the excitement of the moment and all the crowd noise, I didn't catch my headset down on the sideline, that Dave Pash, in the moment, nailed the historic stat that came with that touchdown catch, 47 yards by Zach Ertz. How about that? You guys are really on it. I mean, uh, my goodness. Okay, well, well done. You know, our staff, I think, Paulie, was on it as well. Can I just tell you that right now? That's good. You guys were on it, whereas yours truly was an epic fail after the game. You know what I failed to realize when I was interviewing Zach Ertz after the Cardinals win 31-5 to against Houston? By the way, an NFL game, regular season game, had never, ever finished with that score, 31-5, to so a singular final score. Yeah, what did you foul at again, Paul? It was National Tight End Day, Oh, <laughs> and I failed to remember that in the moment. So Dave nailed it in the moment. You faced me off the top of this show, and now I, I, it reminds me of how I failed with the National Tight End Day. I should have mentioned that. I'm interviewing the star tight end after the game. How do they have National Tight End Day and they don't have National Fullback Day? How? Wolf, obviously your fullback club doesn't have the same lobbying power in Congress that the tight end club Paul, does there is have. not even a tight end club. What's your point? I don't. I, you want to be the guy to break that to Zach Ertz? Because there we were talking about how wide open he was on that 47-yard catch and run. By the way, a career-long touchdown catch for the Cardinals' brand-new tight end. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen as much green grass in the middle of the field as I have today. You know, there's just so much talent in the skill position players. DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green are your outside guys. The defense has to account for those guys each and every play. And so my job is to just always just uh, be in the middle of the field, be where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there, make Kyler's job easy. Three touchdown passes to three different receivers. And, Ron Wolfley, you tell me, that's not going to change. The tight end getting single coverage and more often than not finding a lot more room to work than he probably ever did with the group of Philadelphia receivers he was teammates with. No, you're right about that, Paul. I mean, this is just a matchup nightmare. And the the National Football League right now is really a matchup game. Um, This is a defensive coordinator's nightmare. There's no doubt about that because of these matchups right now. And this, to me... You know, we're talking about the Cardinals and the Cardinals having the ball and what they might do against that Green Bay Packers defense. Can I just tell you right now, it starts with Joe Barry and the fact that Joe Barry is not going to be calling this game for the Green Bay Packers, the defensive coordinator. That's right. He is on the COVID list. He's been ruled out. Jerry Gray, who is the DB's coach and has been a former two-time defensive coordinator in the league with two other teams, he's going to be the play caller. He'll share the duties with another assistant coach. Not unlike what happened to the Arizona Cardinals on the offensive side of the ball in Cleveland. Here's the whole thing about it that makes it interesting to me is just the in-game adjustments that are made. I mean, offensively and defensively. Paul, you don't sit around and wait for the second or or for the the, second second half to actually come around. They don't wait for that anymore, Polly. They go out there and they're busting it out on the sideline. This was something Bill Belichick did with us when I went to Cleveland all the time. Sometimes you'd be two series, two series into the game and I'd hear him over there talking to the defense saying, okay, listen, everything we practice all week, we're not going to do it. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. You know, I the adjustments, of course, are so critical, these in-game adjustments, and it's going to be a little convoluted without Joe Barry. No doubt. I, and look, we talked a little bit about Vance Joseph. The other point I, I was going to make, but maybe maybe you're telling me I'm wrong, but it reminds me of Todd Bowles. And Todd Bowles went from defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals to the head coach of the New York Jets. What was his calling card? What was the signature element we his always cited? adjustments, Paul? His adjustments, and yes. especially halftime adjustments. Yes. So when you look at the last two weeks, and there have been shutouts pitched each of the last two weeks, I mean, something's happening at halftime, obviously. There's a lot of yelling, Paul, that happens at halftime. Okay. So, look, the national media types and a lot of fans around the league are going to see the Cardinals in primetime tomorrow night, and they're going to realize, A, the Cardinals have the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Hello, right? So they're going to learn about that. They're also going to learn that the Cardinals have a stout rushing attack. Yes. They're top five in rushing. That – they have run for 200 or more yards six times under Cliff Kingsbury, and in the 15 years prior to Cliff Kingsbury, they had run for 200 or more yards six times. Yes. Here's so, the here, no air raid. Yes, Paulie, no air raid whatsoever, right? The pretty boy football is ridiculously not accurate whatsoever. Listen, the Cardinals, this is the best thing about their offense, I think, and this is something that the Green Bay Packers, I believe, are going to learn. The Cardinals can beat you in a number of different ways. I mean, Polly, if they want to chuck it, they can chuck it. They'll throw it. Isn't that right, Minnesota Vikings? Think of the Vikings right there. 36 attempts from Kyler Murray for 317 yards. Let them up. If they need to beat you by running the ball and bloodying your nose, 
That's exactly what they can do. They'll run the ball, and if you don't believe me, just ask Aaron Donald in the Rams. Oh. 216 yards rushing against the Rams on 40 carries, Paul. I mean, you have James Conner and Chase Edmonds combined. Those two guys had 170 yards rushing against the Rams. And if they need balance, Paulie, they need to run it and throw it, they can do that as well. And if you don't believe me, look at the Cleveland Browns stat box. 37 attempts rushing for 144 yards, 30 passing attempts for 208 yards. They can beat you a number of different ways, Paul. And then another 37 rushing attempts against Houston. 37 for a buck 72, 4.6 a carry, even including the kneel downs and all that at the very end of the game. Think about it. From the first preseason 2019 and the Raiders defender accusing the Cardinals of playing pretty boy football. Yeah, right. To now what James Conner calls bully ball. <laughs> it's been an evolution. And, and Kyler Murray knows how important that run game and balance really is. Kyler. The O-line's been, you know, they've been blocking their ass off. Uh, running backs, we got two great backs right now. And, I mean, it's just, it, it's, 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 our offense is so much more versatile when we can do that. Opens up a lot more things. Obviously, I mean, I, like I've said it before, in any, in any level of football, if you can run the ball, you'll be pretty good. So, um, I, I think, we, you know, it's something we got to keep going. This is, this is a big ding, 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 ding. Because, honestly, when you think of Chase Edmonds and you think of James Conner, they are night and day. They really are. You want to talk about a change-up back, Paul? These are change-up backs. They play off each other. They feed off each other. But what I love about it is, have you seen James Conner come out of the backfield and make some catches out of the backfield, Absolutely. Paul? <laughs> oh, yes. He looks He's, natural as a pass catcher. He looks catcher. very, very natural. Stabbing the ball out of the air with one hand. Have you seen Chase Edmonds line up and run the ball in between the tackles, which is supposedly James Conner's forte? Yes! This is the great thing about it. You 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 don't you have two backs that are different. There's no doubt about it and they represent different problems. Yet they're interchangeable in this offense and that makes it really really difficult. Chase Edmonds telling the media today and I'm quoting loosely, the number one goal in the offseason was to take the running load off of Kyler Murray and his legs. Yes. And to put it on the running backs. And so I would say that has happened. Kyler has, this year, he's rushed for 126 yards through seven games. Think about that. That's ridiculous. He a year did ago, that one game. I mean, a year ago, he was near 900 total rushing yards, and we know a lot of those games, especially down the stretch with the shoulder injury and all that, he didn't run for – so think of how he's tracking now versus how he's tracking a year ago. That is a world of difference. Yeah, can I also say, too, it's not like the Green Bay Packers are locked down, shut down at Alcatraz defensively when it comes to stopping the run. It isn't, Paul. They're number 22 in rushing yards per game allowed and number 30 in rushing yards per player allowed. And I will tell you, when you turn on the tape, um, they're they're tough, they're good, but those numbers are backed up when you look at the tape. Kenny Clark is a very, very tough individual. There's no no doubt about it. Devondre Campbell, do we know him? Yeah, we know him well. Yep. As a matter of fact, he's playing exceptionally well for the Green Bay Packers right now. But their, bo- their box, it's not like they're jammed up and very tight. But are you concerned at all by the injuries up front? 
you're already without Rodney Hudson. Max Mar- Garcia with the Achilles injury may or may not go tomorrow. That would leave the Cardinals with a third-string center by the name of Sean Harlow against Kenny Clark, who can be a wrecking ball on the nose. Yes, Paul, I am. Are you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit, especially after the game that Josh Jones played. And he went on Twitter and he apologized and he deleted that tweet, but he's going to have to play a better game, especially if they're going to be fielding a third string center so let's just put it that way we'll see exactly how they come out sean coogler and company hang on to your butt ball by the way remember on the big red rage how james connor he took offense a little bit when we asked about his catching ability a little bit you know he was (laughs) and then remember there was james i think you asked that question paul james saxon a member of the fullback club his famous quote he can do it but you don't want to put an elephant in a sailboat (laughs) is what he said about connor's ability to catch jj watt news next on the big red rage Receivers left, mill straight drop back. Gets hit by Marcus Golden and sacked at the 21. What a year Marcus Golden is having. And the Cardinals force a punt. There it is, the junkyard dog. Back the throw goes Mill. steps up, gets hit, and he fumbles the ball as he gets sacked at midfield. Marcus Golden chopped it out. It is Cardinal ball. Marcus Golden comes out of there with it, and he was the guy that forced the fumble as well. Wow, that is a beautiful play right there. Marcus Golden once again with another sack. Did that not say it all? Marcus Golden emerging from what was a vicious pile of humanity, scrambling for that loose football. He comes out of that pile, no helmet, but he had the pigskin. I just that that said it all to me as uh, he he made sure to have what was important. Forget the helmet. I need the football. And right now, Marcus Golden is the only player in the NFL with a half dozen sacks and four forced fumbles. He is having a heck of a season, no doubt about it. Is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert? We are Santan Ford. And who was our guest last week, Ron Wolfley? It was Marcus Golden, Paul. Thank yes, you. It was. Yes. So, and you know what? His presence is going to be ultra important again this week. The last couple of games, they've been on Chandler Jones. Well, now 55 is back, and they're missing 99 as J.J. Wad has been ruled out with a shoulder injury. I can't say I'm totally shocked. He wasn't in at the end of the game. So media wasn't able to really watch practice this week because of the short week. There really wasn't a practice, but I'm not totally shocked. No idea what the long-term prognosis is. If it is long-term or not, I I have no clue, but J.J. Watt will not be out there. Quantify that. Boy, that really sucks buttermilk as well, Polly, because once again, J.J. Watt impacts so much of what the Arizona Cardinals defense does, not only in the rushing game, of course, but also passing the rush uh, on, on opposing quarterbacks has been great by the Arizona Cardinals. They've done it at an elite level. They're number four in sacks per attempt, as a matter of fact. They get a lot of pressure on a quarterback. J.J. Watt has got a lot of pressures on a quarterback as well. This is not great. This is not good news right here, especially because without Devontae Adams and Ellen Lazard, without the wide receivers and the Green Bay Packers, when they have the ball, and here comes Aaron Rodgers, they're going to run the ball. I think they are going to try to run the ball. They love to take Aaron Rodgers, stick him under center, and run down situation, first and 10, second and one to six, run down, classic run down, put him under center, and here it comes. They're going to run the ball, or they're going to use play action to try to throw the ball over your head. They do it better than anybody in the league, frankly. Cliff Kingsbury this week talking about the challenge, the ultra challenge that is preparing for three-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, it's not fun, I'll tell you that much. I mean, you turn on the tape and watch the throws he's able to make and um, just the way he orchestrates that offense, getting him into the right plays, getting him into the right checks. Um, even when you have it covered, his off-schedule stuff is as good as anybody that's ever played. And So, yeah, it's, it's uh, some sleepless nights when you're watching that film. Yeah, coming off the win against Washington, where he had three touchdowns to three different receivers. And, uh, you know, it's an offense that has two elements to it. There's the play that's called. And then there's the play that Aaron Rodgers checks into. Yes. And a number of Arizona Cardinals defenders just said how their experiences against Aaron Rodgers, he's just checking all the time. He has that ability to decipher and diagnose what you're doing, get into something else. An element that Kyler Murray has added to his game, obviously, this year. But nobody, arguably nobody does it better than an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in today's NFL. And a lot of times, too, Aaron Rodgers, he's up there making dummy calls as well. I mean, you, you don't know when he's checking and when he's not checking. This guy is like another coach on the field. There's no doubt about that and I, I'm glad you brought this point up earlier. The fact that Jordan Hicks is as good as he is at getting everybody lined up and making checks off of checks. Yeah, it's a great matchup. I think we're going to see tomorrow. It's funny you said that, Kyle Vandenbosch. Last week we were talking a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and what was coming, and Kyle Vandenbosch said he used to hate going against Carson Palmer because they were in the same division. Carson Palmer would get up with the Bengals and he would do those dummy calls, or he'd get into a <laughs> fake cadence, and then he'd go, "Oh, that's the defense you're in." Okay, and then he calls own play, and at that point, Kyle Vandenbosch knew we were host because <laughs> that's what a veteran quarterback does. Here's Vance Joseph, the D coordinator, who has to go against Aaron Rodgers. I think every week it's different. What they do best, you have to take away. You know, now with Aaron Rodgers, it's so different because he, he is a coach with a great arm. You know, so every play, he's he's making audibles off the off the looks that you're giving him. You know, so it's hard to pinpoint you know what to take away because it changes every every week and every series. You know, and that makes it hard. It's going to be a challenge to kind of you know match you know match wits with that guy and also make plays on the ball. They had an epic face plan in week one, a 38-3 loss to New Orleans. Yeah. Since then, they've won six in a row. He has 15 touchdown passes, one pick. And, and I love that description Man. from Vance Joseph. He's a coach with a great arm. Yes, Polly, and once again, without Devontae Adams, I think they're going to try to run the ball. It's it's part of their offense to begin with, but now all of a sudden, without those two receivers, Alan Lazard as well, they're going to try to pound the football, not only because they love to use play action, but because the Arizona Cardinals, have they been vulnerable to that from time to time this year? Yes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. And you better believe, especially without J.J. Watt. Without J.J. Watt, that's why it's a great thing that Chandler Jones, I think, and Zach Allen, these guys have been activated, right? They're ready to come back and contribute, right, Paulie? So I think that's really important right there. And who knows, maybe you get Corey Peters back. This defensive line has got to get right because they're going to try to run the football tomorrow night. And they're one-two punch. I mentioned Aaron Jones earlier, but then they also have A.J. Dillon, yeah. 240 pounds. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, you see this guy, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Even with football pants on, you're like, every day is leg day with A.J. Dillon. <laughs> Guy's just crazy, the lower Thick body. Paul. <laughs> I mean, you better rap. I'm just going to say right now, okay, um, I obviously have no right yeah, saying right, this, but, but Zayvon Collins, rookie linebacker, you better oh, rap. yeah. 
because the shoulder isn't bringing down A.J. Dillon. No, you got that right, Paul. Are you going to be standing on the sideline? You might want to keep your head on a swivel, Paul, because if A.J. If AJ Dillon actually runs you over, that that's going to be bad for you, Paul. You're going to see a backpedal akin to Deion Sanders <laughs> if A.J. Dillon's coming my way. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah. So you look at this. Look, this Packers offense, okay, we get it. It's Aaron Rodgers, and you're right. They're balanced, and they have the ability to run it. But a quick word on this Packers defense, because this is a ridiculous stat, Wolf. I just feel the need to match your research with this one. Okay. Had you heard the stat that until last week, Packer opponents opponents had scored a touchdown Every time they reached the red zone, no. every single time through six games until last week. So do you think, and I bring that up, do wow. you think this could be a high-scoring affair tomorrow night? Um, you know, honestly, Polly, I, I really don't. Uh, I, think the, I think the Green Bay Packers, the one way they win this game is they're able to run the ball and use the power of play action to throw the ball, especially across the middle of the field. You got Randall Cobb, of course. You got Tunyon. You got the, the tight end. Uh, you got Aaron Jones, the running back. I honestly think, Polly, they, they have... They don't have a great wide receiver room at this point in time. Now, Malik Taylor is a guy that is going to come off and supposedly be ready to play uh, tomorrow. He has been um, one of the starters for the Green Bay Packers earlier in the season. So, you know, at the same time, they might get some people healthy here, but I I think they're going to try to run the ball and control the clock. I don't see another way for them to win the game. Here's the other reason they might run the ball is Devontae Adams is number two in the NFL in targets. He's a huge part of the passing game. 52 receptions, Paul. Think about it. On 73 targets, the only receiver in the NFL who has more targets than Devontae Adams is Cooper Cup. The next Green Bay receiver with the most targets has 28. Yes. So, whereas if the Arizona Cardinals were without a receiver... You have four or five guys who are between 20 and 30 catches. It's really equitable, and the distribution is across the board for the most part, not with the Green Bay Packers. So they have no Devontae Adams. There's the identity of their passing game. I mean, he's been the primary, the secondary target for Aaron Rodgers most of the time. Paul, I honestly think the Arizona Cardinals defense is the story of this game. They are the pass apart two to winning this game. They are the lock, the key, I should say, that unlocks all locks. They're the ones that if the Cardinals go out and they play the way we've seen them play, even with Aaron Rodgers, even with Aaron Rodgers, you're talking about a, a defense right now. Paul, ask yourself this. With the Arizona Cardinals, have the Cardinals had leads in games? Absolutely. <laughs> have teams been trying to throw the ball against the Arizona Cardinals? Yes, Paul, they've had to. Paul, they're the number three passing defense in terms of yards per game and yards per play in the National Football League. And you know they've had a lot of leads. Their offense has blown teams out. Teams are trying to throw the ball against the Cardinals, and yet they're number three in passing yards per game and passing yards per play. They're number one in third down defense. They're number one in points allowed, tied. Uh, This is a defense. They're the story of this game, once again. Nobody talks about the Arizona Cardinals' defense when they consider the Arizona Cardinals. It's offense, 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 and Kyler Murray, and yet it's the defense that I honestly think will make this team special this year. 
They're number one in third down and fourth down defense as well, right? Conversion percentage. Yes. So obviously, that's going to be huge against Aaron Rodgers, who still has the ability to pull it, to tuck it and run it and get to the sticks on a third and seven. We've seen him do that. He's even gotten into the end zone, obviously, against the Bears, and they screamed, I own you, I still own you. We know that. What about Chandler Jones? To come full circle here real quick, what do you expect from Chandler Jones? Because I have this theory, Wolf, that Chandler Jones is very aware of J.J. Watt's standing in terms of career sacks. Chandler Jones went into the opener against Tennessee, and he was trailing J.J. Watt. Yeah. Do you know how many he got in week one that got him ahead? How many he needed to get ahead of J.J. Watt? He needed five. That's right, Paul. And he got five. He got five. So now they're tied again at 102. That's career sacks, 102 apiece. There's just something about Chandler Jones. And by the way, he might be wearing a microphone tomorrow night. Oh, really, Paul? So... If the question is, what will you be watching? One of the first things I'm going to have an eye on tomorrow is number 55. We haven't seen him in a couple of games. Yes. I think he's going to be highly motivated, akin to what we saw in Pauly, week one against Tennessee. Here's a stat I'm going to blow your mind oh, right no. here. The Cardinals' pass rush has made a large impact, obviously, on this on this season, causing 10 turnovers from pressure this year. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, and Marcus Golden are all tied for the league lead with three turnovers caused by pressure interesting hey available right now is an episode of the dave pash podcast featuring suns gm james jones available wherever you get your podcasts the latest updates on the dave pash pod follow along on twitter at pash pod we'll come back and we'll wrap up this edition of the big red rage presented by santan ford and gilbert we are santan ford Shotgun snap to Kyler Murray, drops back to throw. Standing in the pocket, now throws a deep ball near side in traffic. It's caught by A.J. Green at the five, and he's knocked out of bounds at the four-yard line. What a throw by Kyler Murray on third and 24. They pick up 42 yards. No way did that just happen. It was cover two, just trying to uh, see Kirk took the, the near safety. A.J., you know, told him to haul ass up the sideline just because, you know, put him in a bind and safety, he turned towards T. Kirk. So at that point, you know, I just uh, had to let it go. He, he made a great catch. Third and 24. And Kyler didn't pick that up with his legs. His right arm. Best throw of the game, Ron Wolfley to A.J. Green. No doubt about it, Paul. That was lights out, man. So you have Kyler Murray on that front. Then you have a Kyler Murray who just see the quote from the Texans defensive end, Jonathan Greenard, after the game, and he had a pretty darn good game, that guy did. And he said about Kyler Murray, and I quote, it's like chasing a rabbit pretty much. That dude's change of direction is crazy, and he can still throw a dot, like playing yes. a video game. End quote, Jonathan Greenard. It's a Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and the leading candidate in the NFL right now for the MVP award this season, Kyler Murray. Yeah, you know what, Paulie, honestly, right now, Jonathan Greenard, it's interesting you bring him up because this is what the Arizona Cardinals have got to do the rest of the way. they got to protect Kyler Murray. I think they have to do it physically, mentally, and emotionally. They've got to protect him. They've got to make this a priority, Paulie. Otherwise, you got a guy that could get nicked up, and we know that this is something that happens. You can't play scared. I understand that, but I think organizationally, philosophically, 
Logically and schematically, the Arizona Cardinals have to sit around that big rectangle with Michael Bidwell, with Steve Keim, and Cliff Kingsbury and talk about, hey, listen, we want to limit the shots that Kyler Murray's going to take. Can you eliminate all of them? Heck no. Of course not. That's never going to happen. But I think, Paulie, when you talk about what do the Cardinals need to do to beat the Green Bay Packers tomorrow, start with protecting Kyler Murray. Yeah, totally agree. And anyone who saw the game against Houston, he took far too many hits. Yes, far too many pressures, too much, uh, you know, too much contact. And and then he ended up on the Monday injury report with the finger on his throwing hand. Now he's going to play, and he's been listed as full in practice the last couple of days. And and that is part of the challenge. Getting ready on a short week. Here's Kyler Murray. I mean, I just think you just got to be ready. You got to prepare for him quick. I mean, everything's quicker. You know, I think whoever handles the week better, you know, usually tends to play a little bit better. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we, we, we understand what the task at hand and we, we come ready to play on Thursday. And the return of Rodney Hudson, obviously, will go a long way to solidify that offensive line because there's too much pressure up the middle. But, sure. you know, Josh Jones as well. He was the first one admitted on social media he's got to play a better game. And you're right, Wolf. If I'm a defensive coordinator, and I'm looking at the Arizona Cardinals, and tell me where I'm wrong here, and I'm trying to assess, okay, and A.J. Green, where we started this one, he had three catches for 66 yards, and he had a touchdown, and Christian Kirk had a touchdown, and four for 50, and D. Hop had seven for 53, and he had a touchdown. And oh, by the way, there's the uh, Zach Ertz, right? And and he's got himself, in. he got into the end zone as well, the tight end, and then you have the two running backs. You you have to be a defensive coordinator saying, well, where do I start? Well, to your point, if you can get to the quarterback, obviously that's yes. where the whole offense implodes. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Paulie. And once again, if you spread the field, spread this, the, the field, spread the field. If I want to, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I can get to your quarterback. If you're going to spread it and you're not going to have a tight end and you're not going to put him on, on uh, the tackle's hip in line, I, I can get to your quarterback. Um, you know, I, I think we saw the Miami Dolphins actually do this. Go back to 2020. Go back to, I, I believe it was week six or seven where they played the Dolphins, Polly. Go back and look at that tape where they just lined everybody up on the line of scrimmage, played man across the board, and went after Kyler Murray. Just went after him to try to knock him down, bang him around. And you're going to get defensive coordinators, Paul, where they're going to say, they're going to look at their defensive players. They're going to get up in front of them on Monday, the day that they're going to start preparing for the Arizona Cardinals. And that defensive coordinator is going to say, if you got a shot on Kyler Murray, you take it. And I, not anything illegal, not anything illegal, but if you can go ahead like Grenard did, Yep. If you can go ahead and hit him, you go ahead and hit him. And that's exactly what Jonathan Grenard did. If you missed earlier in the show, Ron Wolfley uh, was so prepared with stats and research that he's ready for Wednesday night football. Yeah, and and kind of it was disarming and alarming a little bit. So I, I have to go ahead and save face. So, Ron Wolfley, are you aware? You speak of putting the pressure on Kyler Murray and dialing it up. According to Next Gen Stats, Kyler has a crazy passer rating of 149.6 we'll call it a passer rating of 150 the top is 158 when passing against the blitz oh boy see that because hey you know what (laughs) he's he's making the right decision paul he's beating teams with his brain this is the difference with kyler murray in year three the problem is i can also get shots on you 
and we don't want shots. You got to stay balanced and try to protect him and limit the amount of shots he's going to take. You can't eliminate all of them. He's going to he's going to run the ball and he's going to take some hits. But I think on an organizational level, philosophically and then schematically, you have to talk about we've got to protect Kyler Murray. That that is job number one. Come for the arm, stay for the legs, fear the mind. That's that's the evolution in year three. And then think about his willingness and ability to hang in the pocket now. And and so, you know, he think you know, he's he's so confident to be able to read and get to the second and third yes. and fourth reads in his progressions, as Steve Kime talked to Dave Pash about a couple weeks ago in the Pash pod, that boom, you know. So now you have a you have a quarterback who's in a different place in year three. Obviously this team is in a different place, still the only undefeated team in the NFL for the third straight week at seven and zero, and it's these big games where Kyler's been at his best. A passer rating overall of 120-plus against Tennessee, against the Rams, and against Cleveland. The three biggest wins, the three biggest games. He was at his best, and Kyler Murray talked about those big games this week. You know, I, I think in the past we've lost those big games, which, you know, it kind of makes you feel like the little brother to some of those teams. When you win those games, like um, earlier in the year, you know, you beat the Rams, a good, great team. Can you, the team just kind of feels, you know, you got a different vibe to the team. Everybody's energy is different. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, just like I said, the maturity, adding new guys that have won before that have that mindset, that come in here with the leadership and the attitude. And, um, you know, I think the whole team just kind of just goes with that. What I've seen on the sideline is a team that feeds off the challenge. Yes, in- including Cleveland. You know, they said, "Hey, you know, we've had all this adversity. We don't have our head coach. We don't have other key players. Guess what? Bring it." They feed off that. Yeah, they do, Paulie. You know what? Also, is is something that's very, very important tomorrow night is winning the turnover battle. Now, listen, Cliff Kingsbury has told us this repeatedly himself over the last few weeks. But you can't beat yourself. The Cardinals have turned teams over, Paul. And they've protected the ball. They're plus 14 in the turnover margin. That's number three in the league right now. Think about that. Mm. That is critical right there. And then when you also think about the 14 takeaways this season, eight fumbles recovered and six interceptions. When you think about this, Paulie, think about the fourth down stops as well and how many how many times they've turned an offense over on fourth down right here. So to me, once again, they've got to be – They've got to be better at the fundamentals of the game. Protecting Kyler Murray, yes. How are you going to do that? Stay balanced. Run the ball. Don't become one-dimensional where suddenly you've got the Green Bay Packers teeing off coming after Kyler Murray. Stay balanced and then protect the ball, Paul. Because Green Bay at 6-1 and one is right behind the Arizona Cardinals when it comes to overall turnover ratio. They're right on the Cardinals' right heels there. in that category. Yes. And, and think about it. The Packers only have 29 penalties through seven games. That's their lowest total flags, that figure, since 1974. So they do play a lot of mistake-free football, except for week one against New Orleans, whatever happened there. Ever since, yeah, they it hasn't been dominant in a lot of cases, but it's been winning football by Green Bay. And you know Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's going to be coming into that building looking for a little revenge, as Cliff Kingsbury said this week, about just – the moment and the stage in primetime, he used those words. He said, I like that our team is on a big stage, and he called it a great showcase game for the organization. This is going to be fantastic to watch tomorrow, Paulie. And it just, you just look forward to the energy and the way the team comes out and what we've seen in the big games, the Cardinals 
have played their best. There's no doubt about that. A uh, special thanks, as always, Jim Alejandro, Jeff Darge, Veron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. Wolf, we'll see. We'll see. The Chandler Jones is my guy to watch. Jordan Hicks against Aaron Rodgers. Kyler Murray against the backup defensive coordinator, Jerry Gray, filling in. James Conner, Paul. James Conner. And the two running backs for Green Bay, all on tap tomorrow night. This has been the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.